Welcome back to the Expansion Pack Podcast, where we download this week's content and bring it to you. Once again, as always, I'm your host, Dan Zell, a.k.a. Black Ice 8, joined by my two co-hosts, starting off with Manny, a.k.a. Goop Master Flex. What's up, bro? Stay gooping. Stay gooping, as always. <laughs> then we got my boy, Chris, a.k.a. May 25th. Say what up to the people. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, what what's good with the Mr. Burns fingers? That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that's how you stay gooping. This is how you stay gooping. Ladies oh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. We figured it out now. All right, all right, boys. So what's going on, man? How how you guys, uh, how you guys doing this week? Man, chilling. Got some great news this week. So Ooh, excited. We do. We got, we got a lot this week. Yeah. A lot, a lot of announcements, a lot of little things, um, going on but you know well we'll start it off the podcast just talking about uh what 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 are you guys playing this week so many i'll start off with you man been playing a, a little bit of demon souls uh also just started a the 2k league with the boys of course uh my loved game <laughs> but uh other than that i mean that's pretty much it just uh just jumping between those two okay 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 yeah i've uh also in that league um, actually just got spanked by Manny today. Well, not spanked, but it was, it was a close, close game. One. It was actually a really Jamal close Murray. game. My boy Joe Murray came in clutch. What was the score again? I think you beat me by four, but it was in overtime. I think it was like 84-80 or 85-80. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. But yeah, it was a good game. It was a good game indeed. Um, Myself, I've been playing a little bit of Cyberpunk. Um which actually just got a little bit of news this week in regards to um, them announcing that we should be getting a, a, our first major update soon. Actually, maybe by the time this is uploaded, that, that might be up. Not too sure. Um, but yeah, a little bit of Cyberpunk, a little bit of 2K. Uh, just waiting on the medium really right now for me. But, uh, but yeah, Chris, what about you, man? Um, Yeah, it's, I, I, to be honest with you, I haven't uh, gamed as much this week as I had as I'd like to, but small little patches that I've played has been, yeah, mostly just a lot of cyberpunk, just trying to, like, uh, I was trying to figure out when I want to start a new character, and, but then I was like, you know what, I want to kind of, like, make my first character pretty god-tier, and then I'll make another character, because I already know the next character is going to be more, like, computer hack-focused and more stealth and all that stuff. Okay. Right now, I, um... I got a lot of legendary stuff equipped to my guy now, so I'm just, you know, trying to make my guy the ultimate killer out here, you know? Okay. So Busting through walls and shooting shit. Did you say you actually went through and finished it, too? Have you done that yet? No, no, no. I didn't finish it yet. I've still been saving that. I'm at 90% completion for the game. Okay. Um, I'm just curious. What is, so, it. so are you waiting to get to, like, 100% to then dive in and then just be done with that character? Um, Not necessarily. I just want my guy to feel... I want him to feel how I want him to feel. Up until now, I had a bunch of just random shit on my character, right? So I'm talking about random clothing options with random perks everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then my uh, my cyberware was also pretty random. 
so like I had uh, common stuff, purple, purple stuff, a lot of blue stuff still. And I finally got to the point where I grinded out enough money because I've been killing those capacity booster things, man. If y'all don't use those, listen, there's a crafting spec. Make them. You'll get 50% extra capacity for your shit. That means that's more shit you could sell. That means more money. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Stocks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? My money been looking all right. I have been spending on no vehicles and nothing like that. So, you know. It's been trying to get my character right. Nope, nope. No. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else you've been playing? Well, you know, uh, I, it's gonna take a little bit of time. I gotta get this off my chest, y'all, because <laughs> I got a little bit of, you know, I feel like I got a little bit of rant. It's just, it's been, I need some Vicks vapor rub for this because it's Uh-oh. just, it's been in me. It's in Uh-oh. me. So, what I haven't been playing is Destiny. And everybody who knows me, they knows I love Destiny. It's like my favorite game. They know me. They know me. But I have to be honest. We're like, you know, we're Bungie's fucking up. So, for y'all out there who you pay attention to the game, I'm sure you guys know that they do a TWAB or uh, this week at Bungie every single Thursday. And uh, this is kind of why a couple pods back, we kind of gave them a lot of credit for being very transparent with the viewers. Or not the viewers, but... uh. People who play their game and all that kind of shit. And, um, you know, even to this point, they've still been pretty good with that. But it just, the latest TWAB, man, it, just, it broke a back, man. It just, it, it, it just, ugh, dude. So, Destiny recently they introduced their sunsetting system because they had a couple of outlier weapons that were too strong. And then no matter what they did with the sandbox, it was like Mountaintop, Recluse. Uh, what was the uh, what was the the sniper revoker? Bro, revoker ran the crucible, right? It was it was everywhere all the time. Mm-hmm. I so they figured <laughs> <laughs> they had to get rid of the weapon. So they said, let's sunset everything, and then that way we could give weapons more of a lifespan. But then it gives us options to like make stronger weapons that we don't have to worry about balancing within a year. And all of us kind of groaned, and we were all like, that's kind of trash because I really grinded for my weapons, but. If you're going to give us stronger stuff in the meantime, cool. It's been, what, almost, almost. a quarter yeah. of a year of yeah. sunsetting so far, I want to say. But they started it back in the fall. Up until now, it's been a complete and utter disaster. <laughs> um, and I just got to call it what it is, man. Call a spade a spade. Y'all said y'all was taking away our weapons to give us new crazy perk options that would blow our socks off that would only exist in the meta for a year. We said, I right, cool. Denzel, you play the game like I play the game, man. You play it like I play it. Mm-hmm. What have they given us in these last four months that is so groundbreaking that <laughs> that is just like, oh my God. That it made you feel okay that they took away your old weapons. Like what what have they given us? Nothing. Weapons uh, and, wise, and, nothing. Bro. Armor, though, I'm going to just say real quick, armor, mask of backers, oh, my God. <laughs> and for the people out there who think your exotics is safe, there's rumors floating around that they're going to sunset those soon, too. How you going to feel then? Huh? You want your, your new mask? They made you grind out your mask of backers in the, the lost sector, and they just going to take it away from you. 
Oh, I'm. If that's the case, I'm dropping the game. If that's if that Bam, is the case, like, I'm dropping. Come on, the game. man. Like <clears> and that's the that's the the way that a lot of people feel already without them saying that about exotics. But like, people are dropping, bro, and people are not finding a lot of reasons to keep coming into the game now because they're not giving us the carrots to go chase. You know, this is a looter shooter. So this is why you know I also think it's very important that we definitely. Uh, schedule a time to record that 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 uh other video about why these types of games keep fucking up. Yeah. But this this is like it's damn near unacceptable at this point, man. Like, all right. So to backtrack, this week's swab they said they're giving us back weapons that they already gave us on these two destinations in the game. They're gonna reissue the armor and reissue the weapons and the ones that you already grinded for that are in your vault. Yeah, those still kind of are gonna be sunset, but you can go out and regrind them again. You know, and I, you know, I had a shotgun in my shit that I grinded for a year for because it was really hard to get Dream of City weapons before. Still in my vault. I ain't sharding it. It's a trophy for me. But it's like a slap in the face, bro, when they, like, they do that to you, man. Like, it's like, come on, man. You can't be out here grinding as hard as you grind it for God rolls on stuff because that's the whole point of a looter shooter, to get the best version of the weapon you can get. Sure. And you get it. And then they take it away from you and then tell you they don't, they're not even going to give you anything cool to replace it. They're just going to say, here's the same exact weapon that you busted your ass for. Please go bust your ass for it again, only for it to get sunset again in a year. Bro, no, that yeah. ain't it. It breaks the that incentive. It. It, bre- it, breaks, it breaks the whole gameplay loop for a looter shooter, right? Like, that's the whole point is to get the strongest weapon, get the best weapon, and once you get it, you know, keep it. And then really what you want to do <clears throat> is introduce new weapons that make you not want to go back to that old weapon but reissuing the same weapon again like that doesn't feel great so yeah i i don't love it <clears throat> manny i know you're not a big uh looter shooter guy which is okay um but i, I you know like like chris mentioned i think what we want to do is have a, a a bonus episode sometime soon where we kind of dive more into looter shooters because definitely an area that that uh chris and i play a lot we played the division two um obviously Destiny, we're looking forward to Outriders. So, you know, it's a um, yes. passion genre for us. But, yeah, basically, uh, to, to sum up what Chris said, Bungie, you're fucking up. Get y'all shit together, man. And that's why I'll never play Looter Shooter. I ain't trying to grind all that hours just to feel wasted. I'll be cut like, uh, Wait. Even if you look at these <laughs> other games, though, fam, like, you look at Division... When you play a, 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 you do a mission in Division, right, even though it's not set up in the same exact way as a Destiny, I can honestly say if I go through a mission, there's going to there's gonna be at least one item that I get out of that mission that I say, okay, I can replace my older shit with this one item. Whether it be a pair of kneecaps, or not kneecaps, but the knee pads, yeah. or some gloves. <laughs> okay. You need some new kneecaps. I got to replace the kneecaps. Okay. <laughs> Just saying cyberpunk, you know what I mean? Sorry about that. <laughs> well, bro. Um, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's always something that you get. It doesn't feel like your time is necessarily wasted. And then, of course, there's no sunsetting and division. But the system needs to work like that, where it feels like you put your investment in it, and now you have this, this thing, this, this, this thing, this trophy. It's like, imagine if you, you, you saved up a million dollars to be able to buy something, and then you bought it, and then it depreciated in a week. Like, that would suck, bro. Like, that yeah. doesn't feel good. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. 
Yeah. They got to do something. They got to go. It's like you spent all this time just for like a little trial of the weapon, you know what I'm saying? Now you got to gotta go do it all over again, you know, to get that one-year trial. But the yeah. one thing, the one thing, Manny, for comparison's sake, right? Like you talk about not, not wanting to grind in that particular setting, but you do grind 2K. Imagine if you grinded your 2K character up to a certain point, spec them out all the way to, you know, be able to block and basically be like a 3 and D player with X amount of badges, and then come to find out, like, they completely changed the meta on you on in the game. And, like, blocking's broken. Like, your entire build makes no sense anymore because you went through all that trouble to grind to, like, a 99 overall for a player that's basically irrelevant now. So what do you have to do? Go back to the drawing board. It feels like you wasted your time. Like, that's that's basically the, the closest thing I think you would have ever experienced, right? You don't play looter shooters, but I you mean, definitely understand the idea of grinding. I don't I don't play 2K like that no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what that we just got here, through with you talking about playing 2K. <laughs> I don't want to hear it, yo. I don't, I don't, I don't mess with my career or park anymore because that's broken. Uh, pure cap. Basically, Manny pure knows exactly cap. what we're talking about. But yeah. alas, yeah. we'll uh, we'll move on. We'll move on. So, so aside from what we've been playing this week, you know, we like we said, we've gotten a lot of news this week, specifically revolving around um, licensed games. I guess you could say. Um, you know, we have we ha- we got some news about Pokemon. We got some news about uh, Lucasfilms in particular, which we'll go into a little bit more detail later on. Um, so, with that being said, you know, we'll set up Chris's beautiful icebreakers for this week. Uh, so, Chris, go ahead and hit it, man. Icebreaker for the week. What is you guys' favorite franchise video game of all time? So, for people who might not understand the question, um, something that might have started off in another form of media, but then got so popular that eventually a video game was made for it, too. So, like... I don't know, uh, any of the superhero movies that come out, uh, some comic book characters, things like that, yep. that have been able to cross over into the video game world. What's your favorite version of that? Okay. Maybe okay, I'll start. So, yeah, I'll start. Um, I feel like I know I probably played a lot. Like, you know, obviously we had like stuff like Star Wars and everything else, but I feel like my personal favorite is like the Batman video games. I feel like the Batman video games always hit in my opinion. Uh, oh, they, do. They, they do. They definitely do a good job, um, you know, with the combat and everything, the good storytelling, mm-hmm. with, especially with the Arkham series. We know that that series alone mm-hmm. was, a, was a heater. But, <laughs> a uh, and then we got, the, like, what, the new Arkham games or whatever coming out. I forgot what the game's called, but I can't wait for those future ones to come out, mm-hmm. and I'll definitely be playing those. Okay. That's the one that has all the characters in it, right? Like, you get to play with, uh... Nightwing. Yeah, 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 that shit looked dope. I think it's that called Gotham Knights. There you go. Gotham Knights, there you go. It's gonna be co-op. That's co-op? That's, 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 that's gonna be designed like a looter shooter. Just saying. It is? Yeah, well, I can't play saying. it no more. <laughs> Stop being like that, man. <laughs> you wanna loot and shoot? It ain't a hater. It's just that, you know, there's so much games to play. Like, why do I have to grind just to, like... You know, I I, just, I don't have enough time to grind in one game, especially it's the like kind of grind, though, but it's the kind of grind. Uh, if it's if it's if it's good, if it's a good game, I feel like the grind is worth it. I'm not. I, there are definitely certain looter shooters or looter based games that I just won't play. But like, 
you know, like I enjoy Destiny. I think Destiny overall has been a good game. Lately, they've been fucking up with the, the, the types of changes that they're making. But, I mean, lo- looter shooters, yeah, it's a type of genre. If you want to focus on the grind aspect of it, I mean, sure. But, like, if there's a good game underneath that, you don't have to grind, right? Like, that's just an aspect yeah. of the game. So, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm, just, I'm more like a story guy. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Funny story in Destiny. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't know about that. Funny people who play the game. For I mean, that, is, I, I, that yeah. is the best quality of the game is their story. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel well, like you you might be letting the the like looter shooter tagline like overshadow you know your your ability to enjoy the game. But yeah. it is what it is. <laughs> it's what it's like. Um. So for me, so so best uh licensed game or, or franchise game. Hmm. I feel like there's definitely a lot to choose from. Obviously, you know, there's. I had a lot of fun playing uh, Jedi Fallen Order. That would be up there for me. Um, technically Cyberpunk is a licensed game because that, that started off as like a board game that's not owned by CD Projekt Red. True. Um, I'm going to take oh. it back. I'm going to take board it all back. the way back to, uh, to GoldenEye on the N64. Oh, shit. Yeah, that was ooh, back in the day. Yeah, man. That, that, was that was before I liked FPS games, but I remember. <laughs> that, was, that was the hitter. That was the hitter. That yeah. that got a lot of people onto first person shooters, right? And yeah, definitely, dude. especially yeah. the competitive scene. So like that was kind of the holy grail of like multiplayer gaming for such a long time. And I just remember I, we've talked about this before. I just remember having so many long nights playing it with my cousin. Like just yeah, you freaking, remember those? Stop looking at my screen. Yeah, yeah. Screen watching all that stuff. I remember the golden gun that used to give people fits when you pulled that thing out, bro. Yeah, man. You're looking at my screen, you stop cheating. <laughs> I can't wait for the new 007 to come out whenever that drops. Yo, can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> I I went back. So for those of you who don't know, Hitman 3 is uh, coming out this week. And IOI, is it called? Or IO Interactive. I think they're, they're the studio that's making, they make that game. And now they're going to be making a James Bond game. So I went back and I actually... I started playing up. I should have mentioned this earlier. I started playing Hitman 3. That game is a lot of fun. Like, I played like a little blurb. It's free to, uh, there's like the beginning mission is free to play right now. Went through and played that. There's so many different options as far as how you can go about tackling the mission. Like, there's so much choice in that sandbox of that area to, to assassinate someone. Everything about the feel of the game with like somebody in your ear telling you what to do, this, that, and the other, all these different gadgets, like you being like, um, creative about how you go about the mission i was like bro i could see this james bond game like coming through and it made me even more excited for it than i already was so i didn't know there was a free-to-play part i, I gotta download that because I, I was thinking about getting the new hitman game yeah because like you know it's a next gen game that mm-hmm. i want to you know try out but yeah i'm definitely excited for the james bond game um I've, you know like you said uh same creator as a hitman and we all know hitman is a well-known uh, series that everybody loves. Even yeah. they even got TikToks now of uh, people trying to do a, <laughs> the Hitman. <laughs> <the> hit <laughs> <laughs> so like that just shows how much uh, you know Hitman is a series and how much um, 007 is probably going to be like. Yeah, I feel like it's perfect. It's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Man. I'm I'm really yep. excited about that. But yeah, Chris, what's uh what's your favorite licensed game of all time, bro? Uh, my runner-up. Would probably have to be Kingdom Hearts, even though I can't. I don't like the game as much as I used to, but when I was a teenager, I used to really love those games. But 
I have to take a step back from just my own opinion. It's just, it's really cool how they've been able to weave in a lot of the Disney movies and even characters from the Square Enix universe mm-hmm. into this story that doesn't make any damn sense, <laughs> but it exists nonetheless. And and it's beautiful how they do it all together. And I remember when I was younger, you know, before some of the sequels ended up coming out, part of being excited about the new game was thinking, oh, damn, I wonder what world they're going to add to the game next. Or even while you're playing through the game, you're wondering, hmm, damn, I just did this whole, uh, this, uh, world was it? The world with Ursula and the Little Mermaid and all that stuff. You do that, and then you're like, damn. What's next? Boom, you end up in the Toy Story world. So it was really cool to kind of like see how that played out. And even though I didn't finish Kingdom Hearts, I, one day I'm going I'm to go back and finish part three. And uh, I'm going to give it a little review. I don't know, maybe I make a little video on that. You know, maybe some more content, you know. I don't know. My review of Kingdom Hearts 3 two years after it releases, because that's how long it took me to actually beat this damn game. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to actually... Because <laughs> it's hard to actually even want to go do it. Yeah. yeah. A runner-up. My actual favorite, though, has to be Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, mm. I like the Marvel vs. Capcom series in general, but man, dude, all I want, I don't want no more sequels, just want a remaster of Part 2. That is all I want. Take the same game you have right now, the old-school game, with all them damn characters, because I remember, man, dude, Marvel vs. Capcom 2, I think, to this day, still has the biggest roster that they've ever made in a Marvel vs. Capcom game, if I'm not mistaken. You had a whole planet of people to choose from, and they constantly <laughs> added new people. Everybody from Mega Man to Zero to Wolverine to Storm to Captain Commando, who is my guy. Uh, you know, it was just uh, Strider Hero, Cable. Cable, like, dude. Yo, cable is so yeah. annoying, bro. Cable's bro. so annoying. Bro, I'll never forget the soundtrack. So <laughs> the soundtrack always hit, bro. That the take forward ride. Oh, yo, yo, oh man, I miss that. They gotta, they gotta remaster that game. Dude, I want it so bad, so bad. I will buy it. I will stream it. It will be a fighting game that will stay in rotation for me because to me, that's like the game everybody knows of it. When you go over anybody's camp, you're like, yo, that Mario's Capcom 2, though. Oh, yo, that toe was a hitter. That was a hater. A lot of people still have it on their, uh, their console somewhere. They just pull it out of nowhere every so often. So we need that, man. Yeah, man. Need yeah. that. <clears throat> Hopefully, uh, Capcom, if you're listening, you're doing some pretty good stuff right about now. You know, some stuff we'll get into a little bit uh, soon. But, yeah, hopefully y'all trying to make another Cap- Marvel vs. Capcom. Because the last one y'all made... I was, uh, it was definitely a miss. What was it Infinite? <laughs> infinite? Yeah, it was uh, a so. Yeah, Infinite. Galactus. It was a miss. They need, we need a, a massive roster. Like, it needs to get big like how it used to be. Yeah. It used to have, like, 60 characters, maybe, in the game to choose from, bro. We need it like that. There's yeah, too man. many Marvel people to not have them in the game. Like, fuck, Excellent. yeah. Especially now with the Marvel Cinematic Universe being mainstream, pretty much. So you give that a battle pass, and you release two, three new characters every single season. Boom, boom. I think that's what they wanted to do with Infinite. Maybe not the battle pass thing, but like I think they wanted to tie like the the popularity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because if you notice, I think uh, Captain Marvel came out Mm. like I think right when that game came out, like, around that same time. So I think they tried to tie it together and get people hyped up mm-hmm. for it. It's just the game wasn't good. It just wasn't good. So. Yeah, yeah. 
<clears throat> Hopefully they could take like take some of the people who make um freaking uh injustice too. Like go, like grab some people from that team, Capcom. Like go snatch them and be like, hey, you guys knew how to weave in DC into the Mortal Kombat universe. Like do that with Marvel and like get that going. But yeah, definitely. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, so. combo. I want all that back. <laughs> moving uh moving on to the next topic here um so we got we got a little bit of news on uh <laughs> from our buddies at nintendo we got mm-hmm. our nintendo watch for this week <laughs> so disgusting chris, chris i'm gonna let you take this one away man because you uh you tend to have the most passion for nintendo on the podcast so what's going on at nintendo nothing uh, nah, I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, recently, they uh, they put out a little trailer for a new game coming out, and uh, uh I'm mad right now, folks, because I don't want to like this game. <laughs> this is how they get me. They get me with the damn Pokemon. So. If you know Pokemon from way back, Pokemon Snap on N64 was huge. Hmm? Huge! That game was humongous. And they are redoing it with the Switch. And I ain't even gonna hold y'all. This new trailer look kind of lit. Look kind of lit. They got the, uh, the Powdon. You know what I'm saying? The little Hippo John. Got the sand pouring out. Alright, so you know why it looks cool? It's because the last game, it was just literally walking around taking pictures. This is clearly the same thing, but, like, it's almost like you're in their habitats because you see them, like, coexisting with each other and kind of fighting in certain areas. Yeah. And it's almost like you're at some, like, wildlife the terrain or safari. something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that's what's kind of cool about it. I Stuff like this, I think, would be really cool in the VR aspect as well, but... Ooh. I mean, didn't they have that VR headset with the cardboard boxes? <laughs> they did. They did. But did they? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, pause. What are you talking about? The uh, <clears throat> that Google one? From way the, back. The Nintendo Labo the thing. Labo. Where they had oh, boxes. yeah. They had yeah, one that was yeah. like, yeah, like you put it on your head and you just like boxing and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But you know, you could probably do something like that with the uh, Nintendo uh, Pokemon Snap. Or in my opinion, VR is the the biggest missed opportunity for Nintendo. They're so big on like those gimmicks, and I feel like yeah, the Switch would have yeah. been perfect for it bro. Yeah. like you just slide the switch into the headset and like play these little games you already got the joy cons that slide out and they're basically the controllers similar to like uh oculus uh quest yeah, yeah. like that's the biggest missed opportunity for nintendo in my opinion oh man, man we should work at nintendo we'll be making the most money <laughs> nah, we would have got fired already fam. Yeah. we'd have been like that it would have been like new ideas get out Get out. Like, y'all trying to change too much. Listen, we made all this money without you. We're going to still make it without you. So Facts. That's exactly what they're going to say. It's going to be like, we're going to release the same game. You know what I'm saying? People going to spend $60 to take pictures of Pokemon. We good. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, that's that's the thing that throws know. me the most with this. Is If this is a $60 game... Man. Uh, but, yo, yo, deadass people going to buy it, though. It's the same thing. Like, yo, look it. All right, Goofy, shaking your head... But this is not really that much different than people going out and spending sixty bucks on Animal Crossing. If we really being real about it, bruh. Oh, bruh. Because I want to say that because Animal Crossing, at least you can do other stuff. You yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, but you don't even. But you don't even a Pokemon know what else Snap. You can do are you doing a Pokemon Snap? 
you just because it's called Pokemon Snap, so you're just being assumptuous. You're just being assumptuous. You're thinking that you know that it's just snapping, but what if there's more than snapping? Huh? You didn't think about that, did you? I want to snap. I hope my phone go to Snapchat. No. do that. All you do in Animal Crossing is is plant seeds and, 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 and herd animals and fish. Based on the press release, they're saying gameplay remains similar to the predecessor. Be, players will travel in an auto-driving vehicle while visiting various locations and building their Pokedex. I don't know if that's justifiable to spend $60 on. And as much as I, I'm not a big Animal Crossing guy, there is way more going on in Animal Crossing than that. Listen, do you think they're going to blow the whole load before the game comes out? Clearly, they're just going to give you a little taste. I mean, for all you I mean, know, <laughs> for all you know, said, it sounds like <laughs> that's, that's a wishful thinking from you, bro. Because if you're, if you're going to show off a game, it, I'm it, not making no excuses for these motherfuckers. <laughs> it feels like you I, are. Bro. Yeah, I'm doing it for the sake of the argument. All right. Okay. 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 All right. I respect that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if, if, they, if you're going to show off. People like think this is acceptable. Spending $60 to take pictures. It's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, they haven't, to be fair, they haven't said that the game is outright $60, right? But, you know, we can only assume. I mean, let's be realistic. Yeah, I know, we can only assume. Um, I just want to make that clear for, you know, for everybody watching and listening. Um, so, assuming it is $60, that's kind of high-rate robbery. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Uh, oh. Yeah. I'll just play Pokemon oh. Go for free. But, yeah, the game's coming out April 30th. It's, uh... I it's guess something. It's something. <laughs> they they got something. You know, they're I guess they, they claim that this is gonna be a big year for Pokemon because this will be celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary. So they got a couple things going on. They're partnering with Katy Perry, so on and so forth. But you know, as we always do with Nintendo, we'll just we'll we'll wait, we'll watch and we'll see. I don't know, I got I got nothing. And then they got that Mario three D world. That, ain't that like a remaster of like a Wii U game? Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm looking at it right now. It is a Wii U game, mm-hmm. and they're gonna push out for sixty dollars again. I guarantee it. Oh. Yeah. This yeah. is not acceptable. We want new games, not the same old games. Because if if that wasn't becoming a thing at Universal, I would want nothing to do with these dudes. But I I do want to go see the Nintendo World, so I'm not gonna act like I don't. Oh, bet. I, I, I feel, definitely want to go. Like I like, feel like oh. what. Nintendo is doing, especially with the Switch, is taking all these Wii U games since the Wii U wasn't successful at all, <laughs> like, and just pushing it on the Switch. That's what I just feel like. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I, fi- I mean, I, I don't feel like there's necessarily anything wrong with that because some of those games aren't bad per se, but it's just it's irritating because like you just continue to see that Nintendo's just leaning on nostalgia. And again, like like we talked about. I am one of those people that falls for the nostalgia. Obviously, Chris is one of those people who falls for the nostalgia. Like, like, don't don't get it twisted. I want to go to Super Mario World or Nintendo World too because that shit was part of my That's childhood. Different. I'm here like, for who it. Who doesn't want to go to a theme park? Nintendo but I'm saying World. it's it's just the general core of what Nintendo's been doing, right? Like they are they are just selling you their old stuff and like feeding it back to you because it was such yeah. a vital part of your childhood. I totally get it. I just I love Nintendo just like everybody else, and I'm I want more. I want Same. more and original <laughs> stuff too. Not no, you know, reused old games. Right. Like, yeah, because you know damn well we're gonna be sitting here soon talking about some 
and the 80th anniversary for Super Mario. You know that's coming. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, uh, you, Super you know Mario Sunshine. Super Mario will always live on, though, right? I'm, I'm okay with yeah. that. That will happen at some point. But, like, the, the problem I have is, like, we don't have enough new stuff, right? Like, yeah, uh, it is what it is. But, <clears throat> I mean, even just the idea that Pokemon is in its 20th, uh, 25th anniversary, and, like, that's probably one of their, like, the last big major franchises that I can think of them dropping. And it's been 25 years that it's been out. Man, that's, that's wild. A thousand Pokemon later. That's wild. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll jump to the other topic. We'll we'll leave Nintendo alone for a little bit. So uh, so speaking of 25th anniversaries, you know, um, a game that we've talked about numerous times is near and dear to my heart, or a franchise that's near and dear to my heart, is also celebrating their 25th anniversary this year. And they couldn't be any more different than Pokemon. And that's, of course, <laughs> Resident Evil. Resident Evil uh, will be celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. We should be getting a Resident Evil Village game this year as well. Um, and sure enough, Capcom went ahead and announced the Resident Evil Showcase, which should be coming on Thursday. What was the it now? January 22nd, 20th, I believe. 21st, 21st. 21st. So we're going to get a, uh, a live stream event that is hosted by Brittany Braunbacher of What's Good Games. Uh, shout out to What's Good Games. They're actually an awesome podcast. Um. Yeah, and apparently we're supposed to get a brand new trailer for Resident Evil, uh, first ever gameplay, so I'm super excited for that, and also some more Resident Evil news. So uh, there's some rumors that we should be getting some new game announcements. <clears throat> I'm really hoping for, in addition to obviously seeing more Resident Evil Village, I'm hoping for a Resident Evil 4 remake. That would be Ooh. fucking yeah. huge. The internet would break. Yo. I would break. <laughs> I would break. Oh, no, the thing man. is, because like with the Resident Evil remakes, like I just hope that it's not like no get me wrong, Resident Evil remake three, uh or Resident Evil Three remake, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. But I was kinda disappointed it wasn't like the original, which was like the same thing with Resident Evil Remake Two, which I feel like is gonna go to the same path where it's gonna be like a little shorter story than what, you know. We know to play whoa, whoa, and whoa, whoa. two. I mean three. Three, I'll give you a short. I absolutely agree with you. But two? I make I make two in three hours, and my second playthrough. Uh, okay, your second playthrough. <laughs> <laughs> like what? What do you mean? The first time was different because you know I was scared, and then but, I. Just but the game is designed. So Resident yeah, Evil Two is designed for you to play it like twice, right? Through each character's vantage point. So I definitely agree with you. Resident Evil Three is short as hell. Absolutely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Two is not short. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. It's not short. I mean, especially compared to the original game, you, I don't feel like it's. I feel like it's about the same. Well, you know what? I just like I said. I just. I just hope it's like, you know, not like a different adaptation like we saw with Resident Evil 3 where it's like it was more action based you know what I mean like yeah, no, I, I just hope they kind of keep like the same like nostalgia feeling feel well not the same nostalgia feeling as in the gameplay wise but like the same story that we once played and loved with Resident Evil 4 yeah. I think personally I think Resident Evil 4 is where Resident Evil like shot up right that was like the height of Resident Evil to me mm-hmm. um, and I think it pushed that, that game into like you know the public conversation a lot more than one or two ever did um so i would suspect that it would stay the same i mean resident evil 4 was like 
that, that's like a masterpiece. That influenced a lot of the games that we have today. Like that influenced Gears of War. That influenced a lot of the over-the-shoulder games that we have. Um, I think it should be okay. I hope so. I hope we don't. They don't change it too much. I hope that they <clears throat> they make it feel a lot more fluid as far as the controls go. They up-res the graphics. If they change the story, I hope it's you know only minor stuff. You know, Definitely. stuff that makes more sense because. You know, this this is another thing that we we talk about a lot is like some of these uh, studios, like you know, similar to Square and whatnot. Like some of their games don't exactly make a lot of sense. Resident Evil Four, in some respects, doesn't make a lot of sense. So if <laughs> if they change the story a little bit to tidy it up, I would per I'd be perfectly okay with that. Perfectly okay with that. Um, but yeah, uh, Village Village though, Village is a star. I really want to see more of Village. Thanks. <clears throat> Especially the the thing I think that would make it so special in regards to seeing Village and then getting a four remake is that Village looks very much like a Resident Evil Four like successor, spiritual yeah. successor. Uh, so yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. I want to see it. Mm -hmm. Chris, I know you're not a, as big a Resident Evil guy as us, but you know what? Yeah, no, I'm out, still man. here for it. I'm I'm still here to see what happens. I'm gonna be wanting to see what's good with the showcase and all that. So. I'm, I'm outside looking in, you know. Word, word. I'm outside looking in. We got, we still gotta get, uh, still gotta get you playing those games, man. I think that's, man. that's gotta be a stream, bro. It's gotta be a stream. I tried to play the Evil Within the other night. I had to say, I'm, I'm gonna come back to this. <laughs> <laughs> this that genre crazy, man. Them, them scary games is something else. Yo, I'm so glad I caught the, um, like all the Resident Evil games. Like they had the big bundle with like one, zero, four remake, five and six, I believe. Yeah. And I caught that for like fifteen dollars. I was like, Damn. yeah, that's like the best deal right there. Yeah, for fifteen dollars get all those hits. Damn, yeah, that's a steal right there. Yeah, that's really good. <clears throat> Me, I Damn. just bought them all at full price because. I, I mean, yeah, I would too, but I'm a fanboy on that one. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. That's my game. That's my game. <sighs> but yeah also um some of the stuff another thing that it's apparently getting teased or being talked about a little bit more is the idea that they are going to have a, a announce a closed alpha for some unannounced game at this showcase and you know obviously i love resident evil i also love playing multiplayer games specifically like you know Warzone and that type of stuff I'm thinking, what if Capcom tries to dive into the like battle royale space no. with with zombies, bro, bro? No, don't say no, don't say no. <laughs> that would be fire because look at Warzone. Look at when they did the yeah, zombie I was thing. Gonna say, I was just that gonna was say. dope. Yeah. If they somehow make a war, if they somehow make a yeah. battle royale that actually works, I just I just so, don't see, I don't know I just don't see it. It's like hard for me to see a Resident Evil type. I think I think they could pull it off, but I don't think Capcom would be the one to do it. But Chris, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I would only probably really get behind this if it was more of a PvPVE kind of thing. Mm. Like I would like the battle royale aspect also tied in with some zombies that could kill anybody. They're just NPC zombies that exist within the the, world. the sandbox gotcha. that could uh distract anybody almost like how you have the dark zone and uh division where you can go against live people or you can just go against npcs that are just high level mm. i think that would be a cool a cool way to do it because at that point then you could add some really crazy zombies in there that can like 
show up in the middle of a gunfight type of thing, you know, and that's cool. One of the coolest things about games like, uh, not to segue too much, but like a Monster Hunter, was when you used to be out there hunting a certain monster and you knew that at any moment another monster could show up and enter the fight and you could literally take a step back for a second and watch the two of them fight for a second. And then they one of them might, you know, get smacked up a little bit. Yeah. And then one of them starts looking at you again. And this is like this big... How do I put this? It's like the whole environment's very alive. Right, yeah. And it's kind of ironic to say that for like a zombie game. But like it's it's just... That would be cool, man. Yeah. That would be really cool. Dude, I think like, it's interesting that you bring up that parallel, though, because that's Capcom. So Hunter's Capcom. They didn't do that on purpose. That's a good segue, bro. If that they if they looked at it like that, if if they <laughs> were looking at it from the frame of mind that you just outlined, that would be so cool, man. Like I'm not expecting it to be like Warzone where you have 150 people all that stuff. I honestly don't know if <laughs> Capcom can handle that type of stuff. But even if yeah. it's like 50 players on a map and like you know, squads of two or whatever it is, or or if it's just a free-for-all, however you want to structure it. And, like, you still have the zombies who are NPCs, or, like, if you die, you turn into the zombie, and, like, you know, you're you're one of the people who are... one of the zombies who are fighting. Like, I feel like there's so much possibility there. What I don't want is another Resident Evil resistance. <clears throat> like the... Facts. Yeah, the... <laughs> The multiplayer game that they tacked on to three, like Ooh, that was so disappointing. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was kind of cool, and like you know, I we would have I had a little bit of fun playing it the first time I tried it, but I feel like it would be a bit more fun if we actually had a group. But still, it's just not. It's just not. It was like I picked up once, and I was like, "Huh, yeah. nice." Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> delete, <laughs> exactly. It was like, I "Yeah, this is something I want to we'll try it." Nice. Whatever. <laughs> You know, I kind of wish, like, I know, like, this is probably not going to happen for a while, at least. It's like, I kind of wish, like, we had, like, another co-op Resident Evil again. Like, mm. I miss a nice co-op story. I know, like, you know, when they did 5 and uh, 6, those were mm-hmm. co-op, I believe. Yep. And, like, yeah, people said it was more like an action game. But, like, you know, if you could pull off, like, a co-op horror type of thing, pull, just to keep the suspense and all that kind of stuff, I'll be down. Dude, Especially what? with a Resident Evil. That would be dope. What I wish they did, uh, oh, what I wish okay. they did is with two, if if they had reinvented the story a bit and made it play more like, um, remember a way out? Yeah. Where like more often than not, the players weren't exactly together; they were apart, and that's exactly how the story plays out in um, Resident Evil Two. You know where or, uh, Chris and wait, no, sorry, Leon and Claire are, like, separated more often than not, but there are these moments where they're, like, close to each other, but they're, like, separated by a barrier or whatever. I wish they would do something like that as far as co-op goes. And, like, we don't necessarily have to be together because sometimes that can take away from the, the, the horror aspect of it, but you create these tense situations where, let's say, <laughs> funny enough, everything always ties together, right? Similar to the medium, Right, so we talked about last week the medium where <clears throat> you see your character in the top side, and then in the bottom side you see the, your character in the upside down. The top side that your character is in like r- the real world, and you have the out of body experiences where you're trying to have your character go do something, solve a puzzle or whatever to save your character's life in in real time in the real world. 
Well, you flip that into Resident Evil in a co-op scenario. Now it's like, okay, I'm, I'll say I'm Chris or whatever, and I'm stuck uh, with, with my back to the wall, and there's a bunch of zombies coming to me, so I have to fight the zombies off. And then you as Claire or whoever, Joe Valentine or whoever you <laughs> want it to be, um, will like, solve some puzzle to get the door unlocked so that you're out. Like, I want those types of puzzles, man. I want that type of co-op going in more games. Like, that would be so dope. Definitely. Capcom. Yeah. Capcom. Give me Capcom. Hey, who knows? This is what we might get with this uh, alpha we signed up if we hopefully get in. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. I hope so. But, you know, we'll see. January 21st mm-hmm. at 5, 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We'll see what happens. But, uh, but yeah, we'll jump it on to, uh, to the next topic here. So, we got a new announcement this week about... Um, it's, it's a new announcement, but technically it's an old studio coming back in a sense. Um, so way back when, you know, we had LucasArts, which made games tied to uh, the Star Wars franchise and the Indiana Jones franchise and basically anything that was associated with Lucasfilms. Um, but they shuttered that studio since it seemed like that's something that Disney was trying to stray away from at the time. They kind of actually strayed away from a lot of game gaming related content. Now it looks like they're diving back in, and they announced uh, the opening of Lucasfilm Games. Uh, kind of a weird name. I'm not sure why they didn't just go back with LucasArts, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. So with that came a, a couple different announcements, first of which is that Ubisoft is making an open-world Star Wars game, specifically the studio behind The Division 2. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So Manny, there there goes that looter shooter DNA again, man. It's it's mm. everywhere. It's everywhere now. Uh, so yeah. If they, I mean, if they make it like into like a MMO type of game where it's like a looter shooter, mm-hmm. I'll be up for it. Like you know, you're in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, yeah, they are. I know. I'm just saying, like you know, instead of like, uh, but like more of like an MMO though, where you just like you're surrounded with all these bunch of people, you're exploring different like planets, maybe like Tatooine mm-hmm. and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and you know, what I'm saying you just hit up the pub, so you're just chilling in the. I forget what the bar name is. The, <laughs> the, the music playing back on like that would be dope i would like that like i would probably play that a lot yeah since you know yeah. that's what i'll be more interested in you know star wars who doesn't love star wars yeah, exactly exactly yeah i, I think the, yeah. the the adventure side of things would be the biggest thing i'm part of me actually hopes that it's not a looter shooter um i hope they just focus on like kind of more story beats and exploration as opposed to the the looting stuff, but we don't really have too much information about it. So I guess we'll see what what it comes down to. But Chris, what do you think about it, man? I'm I'm excited. I think that's humongous news. Um, because you know the Star Wars universe, when you really take a look at it, if you step back, it's it's vast. It's it's humongous. There's so many stories to be told. There's so many new stories that can still be told. There's so many threads that are still, like, left out in the universe. If you're looking at the movies or if you're looking at the TV shows. Mm-hmm. Hell, if you're even looking at the, uh... Remember the animated series, John? I used to have my Cartoon Network a couple years back. Yeah, Clone Wars. Th- yeah, there's threads everywhere. So, you're talking about a game like this when you're making it open world. Well, I mean, shit, they have enough source material to go off of to make enough... Enough beats in this, in this universe to really mm-hmm. work here, in my opinion. So... Yeah. Um, I agree. I don't really want it to be more like a looter shooter in that aspect. I kind of want it to be more RPG-esque, like um, Goop was saying. Like, 
uh, I want it to almost be in a sense where like there's rare stuff, but like I'm not looking for like a couple different of stats on one weapon to the next. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it should be a situation where like, oh shit, I found this super dumbass lightsaber in this cave one day. Um, but the lightsaber that I find is not any different than the lightsaber that say you find or something like that. Because mm. yeah, we, I I don't want it to be anything like that. But if it's if it's really built well and fleshed out. Like, I don't want this game to get, like, rushed. It should take maybe three, four, maybe even five years for this true... Like, I want it to be big, bro. Like, big. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Star Wars. It should not feel small in any sense of the word, bro. Like, this game needs to be, like, three, four times bigger than Division. In, well, in terms of scape. I want it big. No. Well, we know, uh, you know, the team with the Division, since they're the one uh, basically working on this game, we definitely know the division has beautiful environments. We've seen post-apocalyptic DC and New York, so I'm confident we'll have at least those wonderful environments. Um, of course, in the Star Wars universe, and I'm sure they have plenty of time. I know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, EA still has their deal for a couple more years, so I'm sure we probably wouldn't see this Star Wars game until that 10-year deal is over. If I'm not mistaken, I think they don't have the deal anymore. It feels like they don't have the deal anymore. But, yeah, yeah we, we definitely dive into a little bit more. I, yeah, but, like, even so, like, I'm sure, you know, they just announced it now, so it's not like... Right, yeah, it's, it's, it seems like it's very definitely early. Definitely years in, <laughs> yeah, years in uh, development still. <laughs> very, very early. I still can't early. believe that, man. Like, how do you think EA even feels about, like, not being able to be the sole people to come to for these kind of games anymore? Well, like, I was going to say, I kind of feel like this is good in a sense... No, it's, maybe, it's amazing. <laughs> it could, it could uh, you know, yeah, it could work on, you know, it has its multiplayer side where it had the Battlefront series. We know EA and uh, how do I forget the other one? Dice made, of course, the Battlefield series, so they can handle that kind of stuff with the Battlefront. And then, like maybe Ubisoft more of like the massive multiplayer side or like an RPG side. Um, EA could probably still do, of course, its story games too, like. We don't want to see the Jedi fall in order go to waste because mm-hmm. of, you know, that game was still a great game. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, Jedi Fallen Order was amazing, and you know, I, I'm gonna keep banging banging the drum for that game as I've talked to you about many times, mm-hmm. Danny. Um, I'm I'm super glad, obviously, that that EA no longer has that that license or that exclusivity. It seems like I'm also glad that it's not being given exclusive access to another studio. I think mm-hmm. um, yeah. Disney and, and you know, Lucas, Lucas Films, they're doing a very smart thing by diversifying it, you know, letting Ubisoft do what Ubisoft can do with, with a very specific uh, type of game that, that fits that style and that studio. Um, and then it seems like they're still going to let Respawn do their... They would be stupid <laughs> not to mm-hmm. let Respawn continue to have, you know creative freedom to make another Jedi Fallen Order or whatever it is that they're going to end up doing because that game is absolutely amazing. Um, I think even Battlefront is a great game too, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like EA's been all duds here, right? Like, I don't I don't mm-hmm. think that the, the games that EA's made for Star Wars have been bad. It's just that it seems like they've had a lot of canceled games and that's where the problem lies. Uh, I, think, I think they've had three games in particular... Uh, I think both of them were from Visceral, and obviously that Visceral Studios got closed, so that means those yeah. projects got canceled. And I want to say, yeah, they had another uh, so Project uh, Orca, 
from uh, EA Vancouver. So that was another game. I don't think we ever actually saw it, but that got canceled as well. So it's not really a great look that you have this license. You've had this license for the last eight years, and the, you've had more, almost more canceled games than games that you actually released. Um, obviously, I know that's the nature of game development, but when you have a, a, a franchise that's as prestigious as Star Wars, like you know, if, if you're making a Star Wars game, there's a large subsection of people that are just gonna buy it because it's Star Wars, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have that many mm -hmm. games as it is. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back to the days where we were getting consistent Star Wars games like um, Jedi Academy, that the fighting game, mm -hmm. Force Unleashed, Rogue Squadron. Like, I want to get back to that time where we were just getting games, yeah. games, games, games. And I hope, I hope this means that, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a game called uh, Star Wars 1313. That was the oh, last yeah. game that LucasArts was supposed to create. Um, that game looked fucking sick. <laughs> it was supposed to come out mm -hmm. for uh, the Xbox 360, and it just kind of disappeared. Like, and Eventually they announced that it got canceled. But the game looked so cool. Basically, it looked like the, Man the Mandalorian the game. That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I would hope that maybe you know they might decide to take the Mandalorian and make a game out of that. I don't I don't know if I exactly wanted to take the Mandalorian exactly, but just bring back thirteen thirteen. Somebody somewhere go make that game. It would be sick. Hopefully it's it's respawn again. Uh, ugh, man, yeah. I definitely agree. Super yeah, super man, super super big. excited about that. Super big. Yeah man. Yeah man. Chris, is there uh so what what do you think the game would be from Massive though? Like obviously we don't have any information, so we're definitely diving into the speculation side of things, but um, what do you think they could do with that license? If I had to think about what the game could be, um, in terms of open world especially. Mm -hmm. Uh you know, it's weird because, like, now I kind of have to look at any future open-world game, and, like, for me, even with all the bugs and stuff, Cyberpunk is kind of, like, where I start. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's almost like that's, yeah. that's the new bar. You know, that, Ooh, that yeah. is it. So, ah, man, when I think about Star Wars, yeah, it's got to be kind of like what Goop was saying before. You know, it's got to be a lot of the detail stuff. Like, I do want to be able to go to the pubs. I want to be able to go do... I almost kind of wish they could take all of the aspects of all the other games and put them into one game since it's an open world game. Mm. So, like, it feels like with the Star Wars universe, they take, like, parts of the the universe and make those into games. So, like, the last one was the, uh, I forgot what they call it, but, like, uh, Squadrons or something like that, where they have, mm -hmm. like, the, the Air Force yep. type of gameplay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want it to be a thing where, like, all of that is in one game, even if it's not as fleshed out as how it is in that game. Mm. There should still be a component of that in the open world so version. You, basically, you want, like, the like the GTA version of Star Wars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be so lit. Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, that would be yes. wild. That is kind of what I'm saying. That wasn't even yeah. what I was... Like, even though, even though that's, like, the first thing most people go to when they think of open world, like, my brain wasn't even, like, thinking of it as that all-encompassing and i think that is because the games have been so segmented in the past right like fallen order is very specified to okay you are this is an adventure game where you're a jedi then squadrons like you said that's like you are a pilot and that's all you do is fly like you're right there there hasn't been as much diversity of experience in one game in particular so i think yeah that would 
think you, I think you might just dust on there, Chris. That was a yeah, hit. man. Imagine, yo, you know how GTA has, instead of having the flying bikes, you're just chilling on the flying Tie Fighters, just choo choo choo. I'm thinking about the uh, the, the races, <laughs> no. man. For like, not even with the squadrons, but what do they used to call those races that they used to do on the, the, the pod racers? Those, yes, dogs. You telling me I could build my own little companion robot? You telling me I could? upgrade my weaponry, armor, and the robot when I move along. Like, stuff like that is what I want to do in this I universe. Feel that. You know? You know what I want? Like, and <laughs> it's crazy because we're all just compiling, like, the perfect Star Wars game here. And I hope <laughs> that this is what that massive game ends up being. But, like, imagine the... So, the the open world, right? We might have to, like, break that term apart because I'm, I'm thinking, like, open universe. I'm thinking, like, No Man's Sky, like I can hop in this, right, yeah. this Tie Fighter and go to another planet at any point mm-hmm. in time, and like yeah. like you said, go to the Cantina, go go to Tatooine, you know, go see the pod races, and then jump to Alderaan or whatever. And I guess that's another thing is when is this going to take place? Like, I, I guess we'll figure all that out. But yeah. you know, like assuming all those worlds are still intact, like being able to jump from world to world and like having it be that massive—no pun intended—of a game. Yeah, man. And, I mean, I, it's definitely possible. I mean, we've seen the games like Destiny where you're hopping in planets. The planets might not be huge, but, you know. Uh, well, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it a different planet and yeah. stuff like that, and you're doing your missions there. Like, mm-hmm. it could be something like that where, like I said, like an MMORPG, <sighs> you're doing quests from these different planets yeah. and stuff like that. My I only feel like, gripe with that is I want to build my own ship and fly it myself. <laughs> That's my only gripe with that. I mean, they don't allow you to do that. They could We're talking about a next-gen Star Wars game with next-gen mm-hmm. hardware. It's definitely possible. It is. It is. It is. And I, it's it, this game is clearly a couple years out too. Like we obviously said, so four years from now, you know, like who knows where they, what kind of breakthroughs they have with technology and how they plan to do this. You know, streaming tech is a is a big thing right now. Obviously, having SSDs too allows for the, the ability for them to recall information extremely fast. So the idea of like you customizing your ship and jumping in that ship and like not like Destiny, but more like No Man's Sky or other games where you literally fly into the atmosphere and there's no loading or any of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like everything is happening in real time. That was three, four times as big. It's got to be big, dude. You saw better not mess it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a lot of faith. I have faith. I have faith. I, mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't turn into a traditional Ubisoft game where, like, we know exactly what to expect, and you go to, uh, you you jump on this ATAT, and like it'll open up the rest of the map, and now we can. Like, I I don't want that. I don't want the Assassin's Creed, the Division. Like, I don't want that type of expected gameplay where, like, okay, this area of the map is locked. And now yeah, I have to yeah. go to this top point and unlock a vantage right. point so I can see the. Re- like, I don't want that. I don't want that. I, w- I want massive to make something completely different, mm-hmm. something game breaking. Uh, yeah. I, I w- obviously we want the best, but like I think with a franchise like that, given that opportunity, you let them just go to work and give them five years and don't say a damn thing. You just mm-hmm. leave them alone. Don't tell them anything. Just let them come out with the best thing that they can possibly make. Because that's exactly what EA did with Respawn. For whatever, reason, for whatever reason, Respawn is the one studio that it seems like EA just lets them do whatever they want. And obviously, we, we know why. Vince Zemp- Zampella has made... He's basically the, the maker of Call of Duty. Biggest franchise in history. Mm-hmm. 
So you don't really fuck with him when he wants to do something, right? Like you just Definitely. let him make whatever the hell it is that he wants to make. And so far, it's paid dividends for EA. So you know, obviously Apex, his studio made Apex, his studio made Jedi mm-hmm. Fallen Order. You let those types of people, those creative people, just work. Which brings me to my our next topic about uh, Star Wars and, and <laughs> Disney and Lucasfilms. We're getting an Indiana Jones game, guys, from Bethesda. Mm. Mm. Uh, a lot of implications with this game. <laughs> it broke the internet. <laughs> but the idea is that Todd Howard, you know, the guy we know who makes Fallout and makes uh, uh, Skyrim and, you know, The Elder Scrolls and whatnot, this guy is going to be getting free reign to just make an Indiana Jones game with a completely original story. <sighs> what do we think about this, guys? I think it's huge. Danny? What what I think is definitely huge, and you know I feel like this, you know, and I hate to say it, but it's like this could be like, you know, their Uncharted type of game. You know what I'm saying? Your exploration, you're out here looking for the treasure. You're like you're a treasure hunter, or whatever. But like it, like especially with Bethesda, um, Microsoft acquiring Zenimax, this could be like. And the charted for Xbox, you know what I mean? Like, this is how I view it, and I'm really excited, uh, yeah, me personally. I, I'm just going to say, it kills me when, and I, I get why you're saying it. It kills me when people say Uncharted. <laughs> like, yo, this is Indiana Jones we talking about, bro. There would be I, no Unch- there would be no Nathan Drake. I, there would be no Laura Croft. Like, this is the OG, man. I, for, I forgot to say that before I said it, but, like, <laughs> I, I agree with you, like, you know, and Uncharted is basically like PlayStation's version of Indiana Jones. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, you're having the OG. You know what I'm saying? You got my boy Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. the OG. This right here could be a hitter. Um, the only thing is, like, I hope it's a third-person adventure type of game with a great story, of course. Because I know Bethesda. When I think Bethesda game in a studio that's making it, you got made Wolfenstein's like. I hope it's not like a first person. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure they can do it. And I believe they said they're still not, you know, they're still focusing a lot on uh, Starfield and Elder Scrolls, which is good. So, yeah, but that's a different studio, though, just to be clear. So, because Bethesda Softworks would be the ones who would focus on Starfield and whatnot. But this is being made by machine games so who you know obviously Manny mentioned makes wolfenstein in there i think they might be wrapping up wolfenstein 3 from what the rumors have been saying and again just like uh that ubisoft game it, this is definitely a ways out mm-hmm. uh, but yeah i'm i think this could be huge chris uh you know give us your thoughts man um so the first thing i want to say is i'm not going to sit here and act like i was like the hugest indiana jones fan like i understand like it's huge but for me personally, it was like, it's, it's okay, but it's not like the biggest thing ever. However, even within saying that, I still realize you know, how big of a, you know, a, a deal this is. So I'm hoping that it gives them an opportunity to like rebrand a little bit. Because I, to me, when I think of Indiana Jones, I still kind of think of the, uh, the Harrison Ford mm-hmm. thing. And um, I think... Anything modernized a little bit, if that makes any sense. So I, I don't know. I hope they kind of make a little bit of tweaks here and there. Yeah. 
to to make it just feel new. I, like yeah. even Sorry. what they did with the Tomb Raider a couple years ago, they they even did the same thing with her. They they updated her and then she became modernized and then the stories and everything and the game itself came out better, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope they do that for sure. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I think it's been a while since we've had uh, in Indiana Jones anything, which is exactly why I think you have that mindset, and I think that's what that that's probably why Disney is doing this too, right? Like like we talked about, they've done it in the past with, with certain Marvel characters, right? Like you want to push in a way push um this character back into the forefront of people's minds like it's been forever like i think the last indiana jones movie we got was in 2005 but like nobody even talks about it because mm. you know they tried to do something that didn't really work so people almost don't even regard it as an indiana jones movie so beyond that like what we're talking about the 80s might have been the last time i, I don't even know at this point right yeah it's been so yeah. long so Obviously, Indiana Jones, like we talked about, has spawned the Tomb Raider series, right? Like, that's a heavy influence on it. Nathan Drake in Uncharted is obviously, like, <laughs> modeled after Indiana Jones largely. So there's obviously a market for it, and there's obviously a space for it in the gaming industry, uh, especially considering we, we haven't been, we're not going to be getting an Uncharted anytime soon. Um, yeah. I think... Bethesda and Machine Games, they have a really unique opportunity to take this character, make him super fucking cool, and bring him into 2021, or well, by the time this happens, it'll be 2024, or 2025, or yeah, whatever. most likely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, I think I think it could be huge, like, with fucking hyper-realistic graphics and the ray tracing and all the, mm-hmm. all the shit that we have now. Y'all remember that, uh, the trailer that came out before the console's release? That pretty much showed off of, I think it was like an example of what the real Engine Five or whatever could do with the ray tracing and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they showed that like like the Tomb esque gameplay or whatever. Yep. That's yeah. That it could be, be it. crazy. That it could be, be crazy. Yeah. Definitely. You know, Man, be oh crazy. my god! I got now. I'm like tweaking because so this obviously won't use Unreal Engine because Bethesda has their own um, software. They they use an engine called the uh, IdTech, but it text i think it's six they, they've showed off some uh some stuff from it it's a, it's either it takes six or seven at this <laughs> point but like yeah some of the ray tracing effects in that like that stuff actually might look better than unreal engine which is oh, wild shit. so man yeah yeah i i the, the possibilities are endless for what they can do with this uh indiana jones game and obviously like having someone as legendary as todd howard like we you know like we talked about with vince sampella and the, the respawn team just letting machine games just sit there and do their thing and like nobody bother them or tell them anything like that's that's the other good thing about this is if it's an original story it's not being forced to be tied to a movie in any particular way although we do we do know that they are looking into making a new indiana jones movie some point down the road but Usually those games, games like this are worse when they have to be tied to a movie because the studio is kind of like hamstrung. But if this is an original story that Todd Howard gets to write himself and the team just get, gets to sit there and build something, like, I think it could be so cool, man. Mm-hmm. But, Definitely. Yeah, the, 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 the topic of conversation, of course, boils down to, as Manny alluded to earlier, this is Bethesda, which will be a Microsoft-owned company. Mm-hmm. Is this game going to be exclusive to Xbox? Like, I think it's going to be a really interesting topic. Chris, what do you think? 
I think at the very least, what we see, I, more of my body leans to yes. But I think at the very least, if not just being exclusive, it'll be a situation where it gets released on Xbox first for like a year or two, and then maybe later on they'll release it on the other consoles. But there's there's going to be, like, you put it this way, I think a lot of people are being hopeful that Microsoft is going to continue to play nice in terms of using Bethesda and spreading all of their wealth across all of the platforms, I think eventually it ain't going to be so nice no more. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. I think eventually they're going to start getting really cutthroat and saying, listen, no, we bought them for a damn reason, so that way y'all don't have them. No, we're not going to make everything up, you know, available across every platform. And with something like this, if they were decided to say you know, middle finger to y'all, no, this Indiana Jones game is an exclusive game for Xbox, that's that's crazy. Huge. That's I mean, huge. big for Microsoft because yeah. it's like people are going to want to check this out because, you know, again, the name value is huge. So people automatically, like, Indiana Jones, whoa, let me see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, and if it's actually good and if it actually does get to the level of, say, uh, an Uncharted, because it's funny because, you know, yeah, we all recognize that those games stem from what Indiana Jones started off as. But in terms of video game relevancy, they haven't made an Indiana Jones game that's been even halfway near the, the hype as, like, a Uncharted game. So, like, if this yeah, game gets to this level for the Microsoft crowd, that's that's pretty big, man. That's, that's like, god damn. Yeah. That is pretty big. Definitely. You know, so... That's a big game. It's a big I'm, I'm gonna I'm going to say that I think this is the game that maybe they don't play so nice with. Um... Because it makes sense to play nice, I guess, in some senses for Fallout and Elder Scrolls in particular, just because there's a wide audience for those games across both platforms. Mm-hmm. When it comes to their like not so big names, like The Evil Within, like uh, uh, what else is one of their games? Uh, maybe even Wolfenstein and stuff like that in the future going forward. Pray. I can see them, mm-hmm. all, yeah, Prey, all that stuff. Outer Worlds, well, that's Obsidian. I'm sorry, but even. All those games, I think, are going to start to slowly but surely become more of a Microsoft thing. Yeah, like, I just... They're not going to keep playing nice, bro. I know that. They're not going to do that. Unless the money is there for them to tell them you need to be doing this, and the only ones I see them really having to do that with is the ones I mentioned. These little ones? Nah, bro. The little ones, they're going to be... Nah. Mm -mm. Not not (laughs) if I'm the person running the company. Why do I have to keep playing nice with everybody? For what? Nah, man. You got to keep... Some things in house, yeah, and this should be one of them. I feel that, yeah. um, Manny. What about you? What do you think? Um, you know, I'm hoping it's kind of more of like the Xbox exclusivity type of thing because, like, you know, Xbox or Microsoft bought Zenimax, so you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to just buy Zenimax and then still like dish out content to your competitor, essentially. It's like you want to show people that this is the place to play. So if you have, like, you know, Indiana Jones Xbox exclusive or just, you know, Microsoft exclusive where they have the you know, Xbox on PC as well and all that kind of stuff, then I I would say it would be just, like, a smart move to keep games like this, you know, and even future games like Elder Scrolls, the new Wolfenstein and stuff like that exclusive mm-hmm. so that they can, you know, basically just have that... Um, first-party game power that they've been missing out on last generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, to, to jump off of what you guys said, I've, I've said it 
time and time again. I think Starfield is going to be exclusive to Xbox. I think as soon as uh, as soon as we get uh, a closure on the the purchasing of of the studio by Microsoft, I think we're going to get a full fledged like announcement on Starfield and what what, what they're going to do with it and all that jazz. I think moving forward, Fallout and those other games are going to be exclusive. I think with Indiana Jones, though, I think it might not be exclusive. As as much as I think it would be a good get for Microsoft, I don't even know if it would be one of those situations where Microsoft would have any say in the matter. I think <clears throat> with, with, with licensed games like that, if I'm Disney, if I'm thinking of it from Disney's standpoint, um, I would want the game to be on as many platforms as possible. And if I've negotiated a deal with a studio to make, because I, I highly doubt this, this deal just came about, right? Like, I'm pretty sure it was in the works last year, well before they actually got bought by Microsoft or the announcement came out that they were bought by Microsoft. So if this deal has been in the making for a while, I would have to assume that there's some contractual agreement to say this has to be a multi-platform game. Um, obviously, we don't know that for sure. But that would be the one thing that would lead me to think that this game may actually be a multi-platform game. Or, if anything, maybe there's some, there's some wiggle room in the contract for Microsoft to do, as Chris mentioned, where it's exclusive to Xbox for a year, Xbox and PC for a year, and then it'll come to PlayStation and any other platforms later on down the road. Um, I think from a competitive standpoint, like, I, would, I think it'd be better, for, obviously, for Microsoft to keep everything close to the chest and it just be exclusive to them, but... I don't know if they can they can pull that trigger. Obviously, there's also precedent set for a licensed game to be exclusive when we talk about Spider-Man. But I think that situation might be a little different because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man um, on the film side. So I think they had more leverage to negotiate. But at the same time, you know, who knows? Maybe Microsoft just throwing a ton of money at them and saying, let us keep this license and let's just make it exclusive for Xbox. I think it's a really interesting topic. I think it's a topic that's going to be discussed for an even longer time now because obviously we've been already discussing, you know, what Microsoft plans to do with Bethesda. Uh, but yeah, I, th I think for me, if if I was to, if I was a betting man and I had to place a bet right now, I would say the game's going to be multi-platform in some capacity. Hmm. I would say that's a good argument. Good argument. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I think it's it's interesting cuz you know, like I said, it may not even boil down to Microsoft having any say in the matter, right? Like if yeah. the deal was already created. But it's <clears throat> true cuz I know Microsoft did say they they're going to respect you know, the previous agreements that they had like uh that uh PlayStation exclusive that they have. I forgot what it's called. It was like that that shooting game whatever uh what was it called? But like, yeah, they, they're going to respect their deals and stuff. Oh, like definitely. That. Sorry, I, was, I wasn't sure where you were going with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they I mean, yeah, they 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 have been good about res respecting their contractual obligations, right? Microsoft respected it with The Outer Worlds. Um that game, you know, was coming out, they were doing it with Private Division and they let the game get released on other platforms. They obviously <clears throat> I think Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop, they're respecting those contracts with Sony, so those games are going to come out on PlayStation first. And eventually mm -hmm. they'll come out to Xbox. So yeah, yeah, Manny, great point on that because I, I think there's there's precedent set with Microsoft in particular for them to allow the game to be multi-platform if it's a contract that already existed before they came in. So, yeah. I'm excited to see. Regardless of multi-multi-platform, 
exclusive, whatever. Microsoft's money behind an Indiana Jones franchise, that's a really fucking good thing for gaming. No matter what platform you're playing on, that's a really, really good thing. Yeah, man. Definitely. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, But yeah, uh, you know, I wanted to, we're pretty much at the end of the show here. I wanted to uh, wrap up the show with with a quick question. I know we, we already talked about what we think is our favorite licensed game of all time. Um, so I'll wrap it up with a question about what we think our our most desired licensed game of all time would be. Like what what game would we, our dream game, the one we'd want to be made, and who would we want to make it? What studio would we want to make it? Ooh, you go first, Google. Me? <laughs> you just gonna hit me with the header? It's tough. There's like a lot of movies that like. I'm trying to think, cause like. What movies have I seen? It doesn't mm. just have to be movies, too. By the way, it can be yeah. it could be TV shows, it could be a book, it could be literally anything. I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I don't think this. I, I guess I wouldn't say this is my dream one, but this would be one that I think would be really, really interesting. If Naughty Dog made a Hunger Games game, and it would essentially be like no. a Glass. like a battle royale, right? No, it's not. It's, yeah. It's, oh, I mean, yeah, I guess I guess you could the say Last okay, of Us VR. Yeah, The Last of Us VR, right? But like in the Hunger Games universe with all the different things that comes with the Hunger Games, like I think that would be interesting to see. I mean, I have faith in Naughty Dog that they would make anything good at that point. But yeah, I think it'd be an interesting game. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Still can't think of one because, like, <laughs> I I don't I don't get myself out there. I don't like I haven't been watching shows or anything like that, so I, it's just nothing fresh in my mind right now. I mean, it's it's, hmm. it's hard to pick one. I mean, what about like Marvel or the the Mandalorian? Or well, you haven't watched the Mandalorian, but I'm, I've been trying to. But <laughs> <laughs> hmm. that's such a crazy question. Um, trying to think. Hmm. We could table it for next week. Give you guys probably, some time to probably, think. I'm I definitely, uh, research on that. I definitely dropped that on you guys last second. So, yay! I think if I had to come up with a quick on the spot answer for me, but this goes across everything more than just video games and shit. This is I want to see this in everywhere. I need that Batman Beyond, bro. Oh. I need that Batman Beyond, bro. That's what I'm waiting on, and and I need a movie, I need a video game, I need it all. Batman, be yo. People who know me know, in terms of my top movie, or even not even movies, but superheroes. Batman Beyond is top five for your boy, specifically Terry McGinnis. Batman Beyond, really? <laughs> playing with me, man. I need that. Yeah, I definitely need that. My guy Chris just shut it down. Batman Beyond is the. M- Yes, that is my favorite yeah. generation of Batman. I feel like it doesn't yes. get talked about enough. I feel like we don't see more of it. I'm trying to see a live action. I'm trying to see mm-hmm. a video game. I, I want it all. I'm totally there with you, bro. And mm-hmm. I could see like, mm-hmm. hmm. see the thing. The thing that I would want out of that game, the flight mechanics would have to be like Anthem, right? Like, see, it's funny you said that because <laughs> I was gonna say that. 
I want the game to have the hacking and stuff that Cyberpunk has. Because, mm. like, I think that's a big part of the, the, the universe in Batman Beyond is the future parts of the game. Like, you know, so I want to see something where he's able to just touch the side of his thing and scan the area and be able to do it. Like, because I think that's what he was doing in the show. Yeah, you're right. You know, like, so I, I want it to be like Arkham City. You know how it's detailed? It needs to be that, but, like, futuristic. So I guess, like... I don't know, like Watch Dogs in a sense. I, I don't Yo, really know how to describe it. That's crazy like, that you just said that because that's exactly where my mind went. I was like, you know what? I I think I want Ubisoft to make that game. I think they could do it. Even with all the cheesy stuff that they throw into Ubisoft games, I think they could pull that off. Because if they can figure out the flight mechanics and you're flying around the city or whatever, and like you have diff- like you do the whole Ubisoft vantage point and then you unlock a certain part of the city, whatever, I'd be okay with that if they get the flight mechanics right. And you're just over here whipping. Oh man! Well, actually, you know what? What am I saying? They should just give the studio that's been making all the other Arkham games the damn game. Like that's yeah. that's it. That should just be it. They make such a good game as it is. Just have them make a Batman Beyond. Mm. Rah, rah. Mm. I, mm. You know mm. when you say that, mm. I remember like when Arkham Knight came out. Mm. That what I I think would have been a dope game was like there was like people were speculating that there was supposed to be like a Superman game that Rocksteady was supposed to make. Yes. If they would have made if Rocksteady would have made a Superman game, I think that would have been a hitter. But I agree. I don't know what happened to that. It probably is not going to happen because it's probably like a difficult game with the flight mechanics and all that kind of stuff. But they could have. I, mean, sure. I, I think I think that would be like my pick for like a licensed. Move, like movie into a game. Okay. I'll say I'll say Superman game from Rock City would be dope. Heard. Okay. But, well, viewers, let us know uh, what ideas you guys have for a licensed game in the comments. Obviously, as always, make sure to like and subscribe uh, before we head out of here, as we always do. Manny, let the people know where they can find you. You already know. OnlyFans. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> You already know. Every week. I was about to say, every week, bro. Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Goopmaster Flex. Twitter. Besides the, besides the exception of uh, Instagram, is Goopmaster Flex underscore TTV. But other than that, everything's the same. I don't you know. You got me on, on Twitter. Twitter. That Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. I'm the, Chris, what about you, man? Where can we find you, man? Oh, man, y'all already know. I'm on everything at M-A-Y-2-5-T-H-X-X. You know, and that's me on everything. Gmail, too. You want to <laughs> pen pal your boy? That's oh, it bro, right man. there. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, for me, as always, you know, it's uh, Black Ice 8 on Twitter. <laughs> on that one Twitch. <laughs> yeah, Twitch, Xbox, uh, Twitter, PlayStation Network, Steam, pretty much everywhere. But uh, the only difference is on Instagram, it's Black Ice 8 underscore gaming. So make sure to check us out. Thanks again for watching, guys. We will check you out in the next one. Peace.